This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And a good day, everyone, and welcome into Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. Glad to be here uh, to bring you uh, another week of great information. If you're on the road to retirement or the doorstep to retirement, uh, David, I always say, and I always tell everyone publicly, privately, and via text, this is a must listen because you will be educated when the show completes. Yeah, and again, I think uh, what we share with folks on a weekly basis is really resonating with that pre-retiree, retiree community. Um, you know, most of us know that as we're getting set up for retirement or we've entered retirement, it's a one and done, right? We don't get a do-over. So, you know, either the build-up or the early stages of retirement, and I would say it's never too late to do planning, but we want to make sure that we've got all our bases covered, right? We got to understand how Social Security works. We got to understand how Medicare works. We got to understand how taxes impact both of those things. We got to know more about required minimum distributions and the different you know, the different laws that kind of came enacted due to the pandemic and the changes they made. Um, We have to start thinking about our investment allocation. Should we be modifying that at this particular stage? And Joe, what I love about this is, you know, we've got, we've got three financial advisors sitting here. So, you know, not, we share a common philosophy, uh, but we bring a different perspective. And then, you know, you sitting as one of our co-hosts is a great situation because you come from that perspective of, hey, you know what? I'm not in the financial field. I deal with finances all day long in my own pers- my business life, my personal life, and thinking about retirement. So I think you bring a great perspective to the show with the questions you ask and continue. So I think that's, you know, that's awesome. So, you know, um, our goal is to inform. Our goal is to educate. And especially right now, I mean, this past week, you know, we've seen just outlandish volatility come back into the markets. And this week, the amount of reassurance. Now, we don't do the typical reassurance, meaning, you know, pat people in the back and say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. The markets will return. We say, hey, do you remember the plan? that we put in place, right? So I'll tell you probably this week alone, you know, 10 different reviews with existing clientele, just talking about what is our plan. More now are actually, and you and Joe and I were just talking about this before, you know, is like people that are still working are now really bringing retirement into the, like, should I retire early? You know, do I really want to wait three more years or two more years with all the hassle that I'm dealing with? Dave, do I have enough money? Are my taxes lined up? Or, you know, is my social security strategy? These are the things that we really, really can give reassurance, 
put a definitive plan in place and then hold people's hand through the process to make sure that it gets implemented correctly. Yeah, I think that conversation or that understanding is more of a reality today than perhaps it was five or 10 years ago, especially for an age group of 50, 55, 57 years old, either by hook or by crook, by choice or not, you may find yourself in your career coming to an end, whether you want it to come to an end or not, and then what do you do? A hundred percent. And, you know, I I was just thinking about, you know, yesterday I sat down with a wonderful couple that have been our clients now for, I guess, close to two years. And his plan was really to retire. He's a business owner at age 70. He's now 68. And he's like, hey, I'm really thinking that the stress, the hassle, you know, can we make it? And his spouse, you know, Dave, do we have enough money? And I, again, that whole process of yes. And this is this is a couple did extraordinarily well. They've you know they made a bunch of money. Um, they saved really well. Now they live too, right? They traveled the world. They put their kids through college, um, but they've accumulated around three and a half million dollars. Their expenses are pretty moderate. And I just kind of re-ran the scenario for them that said, sure, if you want to retire today, you certainly can. And you could just see like a level of calmness kind of like wash over them as compared to the anxiety they had when they walked through the door. And that's something that we experience common. And, and I would tell you, that's the fulfilling aspect of what we do. So, you know, again, we always encourage, you know, get to know us a little bit. Um, I'm going to tell you right up front today that we've got a wonderful giveaway on our website. Uh, it's a brochure that we produced here at Thrive. It's called, Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes in Retirement? Uh, this is, I think it's probably 10 or 12 pages long. It's got all the big bullet points that you really have to be conscious about. I know Brett's going to spend more time on the tax topic today, uh, but this is great. If you just go to our website at uh, thrivefinancialservices.com, uh, this will be sitting right there on the front page. Uh, you'll get a download of it. Again, if you have any questions related to it or any questions related to retirement, you could always give us a call at 215-798-9088. So let me give you the quick agenda. Um, I know Karen's going to be covering a really, really, really important topic today. And it's something, unfortunately, it's part of life and we see it happening. And because of the clientele that we deal with, um, it's something that we are very experienced in. And this is the process of life where if you're a married person and you have a spouse that passes away, what do you do? And more often than not, it's usually us guys that go first, right? Statistically, um, according to the Census Bureau, men have a life expectancy of around 82. Women have a life expectancy around 85. So there tends to be a period there where the surviving spouse will be now in charge of all of the finances. And whether they were involved during you know, their spouse's lifetime or not is going to be a critical situation. And we just see a lot of people kind of lost both emotionally and financially. And this is where you got to make important decisions because, again, you don't get that do-over. And sometimes these decisions are being made emotionally and not through counsel. So Karen's going to spend a little bit of time on that. I think she's got some great points that if you are, you know, kind of pre-plan, 
Um, if you know someone this has happened to and they need help, uh, we're always here, you know, to kind of reach out to and, and guide through that process. And then Brett, you know, is going to spend some time today on taxes and, um, you know, it's something, again, that's inevitable, right? Death and taxes. Uh, so we have to deal with it. And I know there's a lot of uncertainty right now related to taxes and kind of where they're going. So we not only tell you about this is what makes us unique. We not only prepare you for what the taxes are going to be, but we also have mitigating plans where we can take those tax, tax bills and potentially reduce them down or even possibly eliminate them. So that's what Brett's going to spend some time. And then I'm going to talk about bonds, right? With all of this volatility, Joe, that we've been dealing with, um, a lot of people think bonds are the place to put your money, and that may not be the situation. Again, it's based on your situa- you know, your personal situation, but we're going to talk about that today and give a good education on how bonds work. Yeah, really, really good show lined up for the listening audience. Are you paying too much in taxes in retirement, 215-798-9088. As we go to the commercial break, I'll make two short uh, points. I love Karen's topic. Again, I use so many references from my family. When my father-in-law unexpectedly passed away three months after we were married, my mother-in-law found herself scrambling to try and understand the details. And then, of course, the king of tax information, Brett Elam, as well. Look forward to it. More after the commercial break. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Just one programming alert, one programming reminder as we transition out of the month of February and move into the month of March. We'll join you on Sunday mornings again, beginning starting next Sunday. So it'll be a double shot, actually a triple shot, but a double shot of Thrive Financial Services beginning uh, next weekend. We'll be in our traditional spot here uh, on Saturday and then Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. We take over the airwaves on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Brett, I think that's an example of how important it is today to have a conversation and an understanding about your retirement plan. Yeah, no better time than the present and to be proactive. You know, David just said the two inevitables in life, death and taxes. And I love this quote by Will Rogers. The only difference between death and taxes is death does not get worse every time Congress meets. How true is that moving <laughs> forward right. today, and especially with the climate that we're in? So kind of understanding, taking a, taking a step back and, and analyzing, where were we one year ago? The nation was $22 trillion in debt. COVID-19 hit and everything and all the, the money that was ended up in people's pockets or, or most of us. Um, now we're approaching $28 trillion in debt. And any day now, you hear a lot of uh, back and forth um, with the $1.9 trillion plan waiting to be passed. So when we wake up and we talk about things probably a month, month and a half, two months from now, we're going to be over $30 trillion in debt and we're not done yet. I mean, they're talking about more money that has to be spent. So when we hear things like that, do we think taxes are going to go down or up in the future? And again, rhetorical question, they have to go up. So in this segment, I'm going to really talk about the importance of taxes, but more importantly, something that's called forward tax planning. Again, you have two choices in life when as it relates to taxes, you can be a tax planner, you can be a tax procrastinator. You cannot be both. 
And the, the importance of this segment is, is why we need to be thinking about forward tax planning and why we really need to be a tax planner. Again, with everything that's going on, not really going to talk about it too much today. We did last week, talked about inflation, but understanding that with the climate that we're in today, taxes have to go up. And also understanding that over the past 100 years, we're in the second lowest tax climate in United States history, and there's no time like the present to take advantage of them. So I'm going to spend most of the segment here, I'm going to share a couple stories, just simply talking about Roth conversions. Let's talk about a Roth conversion. A Roth conversion is when you have money in an IRA or a 401k, and you want to move it to a Roth IRA or 401k. Now, you must pay taxes on that conversion in the year in which you do it. Again, at today's low tax rates, no time like the present. Now, the money in the Roth IRA will now grow tax-free. So when we go to pull it out in the future, no more taxes are due. You paid your taxes today. We say you paid the tax on the, on the seed so that when you pull from the harvest, you inevitably will not pay any taxes from there. Now, little caveat, pretty much all withdrawals are going to come out of a Roth IRA are going to be tax-free. But after five years, pretty much they, all of them are going to be tax-free. Okay, So always your contributions that you put in that you pay taxes on, your conversions that you put in that you paid your taxes on, you're always going to get them out tax-free when you go to pull those out. Again, over 59 and a half. Again, we're talking about the importance in retirement. And then after five years, all your earnings are always tax-free. Tax-free. So if taxes go up in the future, we pay it today at today's tax rates. And here's the, the last benefit that I really want to talk about is that there are no required minimum distributions at the age of 72, which could continue to increase one's tax burden. Now, let me give you the top three reasons that us here at Thrive are so passionate about why Roth conversions make sense. Number one, I, I stated the obvious. Tax rates are going to go up into the future. If you don't believe tax rates are go up, this segment might not be for you. So again, with everything that's looming, we believe they have to go up. Let me give you reason number two. It's this thing called the SECURE Act. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, just went through its one-year anniversary. Again, a lot of people are now 70 and a half is now the age 72, in which if you have an IRA, you have to pull money out of that IRA. Remember Roth IRA, no required minimum distribution. Okay? So the other part of the SECURE Act that changed the rules of how we all lived by was the elimination of something called the stretch IRA. What was that? If somebody passed away before January 2020, if you inherited that bucket of money from someone other than a spouse, you had to pull out a little bit of money stretched out over your lifetime. A lot of times people would make their grandkids, um, even great-grandkids, beneficiaries of those, of those monies because they only had to pull out a little bit of money because they were so young. The game changer. The game changer happened with the SECURE Act. And now, if somebody inherits money from someone other than a spouse, now those proceeds must be pulled out within 10 years. Not only taking out those large chunks, I want the listening audience to think about, how much money do I have in my 401k and IRA? And I leave that to my children. I always ask people, loved ones, charity, government, where do you want your money to go? We have to be forward tax planning because if we play by the traditional rules, the government's going to get too much more of that money that we didn't want them to get. And then with looming tax rates going up in the future, it's why we have to be so proactive today. So that's reason number two was the SECURE Act, the elimination of the stretch IRA. So now if somebody inherits a Roth IRA, no taxes are due.
no taxes are due. Again, the importance of why we need to be looking at Roth conversions. Let me and give just, you and, and just real quick, just so I understand. Yes, sir. If I do a conversion to a Roth IRA, my children will never pay or will never have never be required to take the distribution. Is that what you're saying? They'll still have to take it out by the end of ten years. But no taxes. But no taxes. That's such a big deal. That's a big deal. Because nobody will pull any money out of it for 10 years, I promise you, because they'll let it grow, 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 grow even longer for 10 more years tax-free. I mean, listen, sometimes when we get into retirement, we're not managing for ourselves. We're managing for the kids that are getting all the money, right? right. That, that's exactly that's it. That's what it feels yeah. like. And, and let me tell you about reason number three for Roth conversion, which is going to lead to what Karen's going to talk about. What happens to tax rates when the first spouse passes away? So many people never think about, inevitably, death and taxes. They're going to happen. I'm actually going to refer back to, uh, to our, the tax guide that we were spoken about. Are you paying too much in taxes in retirement? Again, my encouragement is to go to our website, thrivefinancialservices.com. Again, that's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, financialservices.com, and download it. It's got phenomenal information. It talks about Social Security. It talks about the looming problems with Medicare. It talks about the increasing debt, why taxes inevitably have to go up. I encourage our audience. It's a great reference point. But on the second page, it's uh, page number two, what you see in the top box are the difference between individual tax rates versus joint tax rates. And when you think about it, when the first spouse passes away, typically what happens is they leave their IRA to the surviving spouse. But the required minimum distribution does not change. What changes is now you're only filing as a single taxpayer. So now what happens is taxes go through the roof, and, and, and again, it's only going to get worse. If tax rates continue to go up, if we're no longer filing a joint tax return, we're now filing a single tax return with essentially the same money. Again, we'll lose a Social Security check, but the required minimum distribution is going to essentially stay the same. Again, reasons to be proactive. There's a lot of guides out there that say, if you're not in this tax bracket or higher, don't look at a Roth IRA. But nothing ever talks about what's going to happen when the first spouse passes away and the tax rates that's going to shoot through the roof. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I should have done that. No one's talking about all the dots. Remember, there's never one article written for 300 million people with the exact same advice, which is why you need to personalize things. Reminds me of a real quick story of somebody I met with uh, a year ago, 63-year-old couple, had about a million and a half in savings. Okay, They wanted to retire, 63. Healthcare was taken care of. They needed about $6,000 a month to live on. When they came in, their concerns were, our parents live long. We're worried about running out of money. Taxes going up. They really didn't have a stomach for a lot of risk, so they were worried about the markets. But on the flip side, they were worried about interest rates being so low. So where do we go? And, we, and, if, and if, if that sounds like you and you're listening today, taxes become so much more important if you don't have a stomach for risk. We need to navigate the tax aspect to it. And this is what happened. They came in, and their game plan was they were both going to start Social Security at age 63 and pull out whatever else they needed from their IRA. Okay, Under today's tax rates, what that would have meant was, was that for the first seven years, okay, they would have paid taxes of about $3,400 a year. Okay, So about $22,000. And then if we look at them from age, essentially age 70 to 90, their taxes would go up to about $10,500 a year. 
So that's $210,000 from age 70 to 90. So you add that together, $232,000 in taxes. When we sat down, we talked about the importance of Roth conversions and tax mitigation strategies. We changed the strategy. We said, hold off on the Social Security. We want to do a Roth conversion today, the last year in which you're working. And then the next years, while we're saying, don't touch your Social Security, we're going to spend down your IRA in the lower tax climates today. What it meant was during the first seven years, they would have paid $62,000 in taxes. So they paid $40,000 more in the first seven years. But for the next 20 years, instead of $210,000 in taxes, they paid $30,000 in taxes. Wow. So when you put all those pieces together, I mean, you're talking about $232,000 versus $92,000. Just simply by having an income plan that took into account the importance of taxation. That, don't worry about the investments where it's in. That's a whole new point. We're just isolating the tax piece and the importance of figuring out where does my money need to come from as I retire. Again, we're experiencing low tax rates right now. And again, higher taxes are right around the corner. And if you remember back in 2017 with the tax and jobs cut, there will likely be some changes with the Biden administration and Democratic Congress. There's nothing we can do about it. And it's important to adjust your tax mitigation strategy year over year because uh, it's going to help you in the long term, the importance of forward tax planning. Again, my encouragement is to give us a call, schedule a 15-minute session to just address some of those questions. Again, you can reach us at 215-798-9088. Again, 215-798-9088. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. Starting next weekend, enjoy Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, every Saturday morning at 6 and every Sunday morning at 9. And get educated on demand by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Great information uh, from Brett Elam. 215-798-9088 is the number to call. Are you paying too much in taxes in retirement? Well, I learned one thing from that segment that Brett just did. Um, if you don't pay attention to it, you can do everything right and still end up in a position where you are at a major, major disadvantage. Uh, Absolutely. And that also factors into widowhood, which is which I'm going to talk about right now. So remember, like losing a spouse, I don't even want to think about it personally, is, is has to be one of life's most emotionally devastating events. And it may be best not to make any major financial decisions during the first year of grieving. But after a period of time, financial decisions will need to be made. Uh, here at Thrive, when we meet with a couple who's married, we financially, we can't emotionally prepare people, but we can financially be prepared for when this happens. And we do see it uh, on a regular basis. This is something that we deal with. And it's helpful to have your plan already together so you know what your next step is. But I have here five tips to survive widowhood financially. So this pertains to men and women alike. So here's tip number one. Tip number one is you want to look at your expenses. So you want to take an inventory of your bills and create a plan to cover expenses for at least the next six to 12 months. Again, you want to limit big decisions during this time. So this allows 
you time to analyze the decisions that may eventually need to be uh, made to develop new financial goals and objectives. So you want to just take the time, have your budget, see if that's where you're at since the death of your spouse. Remember, Brett touched touched on it in the last segment. When one person passes away, expenses don't get cut in half by 50%, right? Your property taxes stay the same. They don't get cut. Uh, maybe the food bill goes down. Um, you might lose the, you know, you don't have the insurance on one spouse, but you're still going to have expenses and they're not going to get cut by 50%. Also remember, which we, we know, and we take this into account when we're planning for your retirement future, one social security check is going to go away. So the higher of the two social security checks is going to stay with that surviving spouse. Very important information. Also, if you happen to have a pension, you're lucky enough to have a pension, there could be a change in that pension benefit. I have seen pensions that disappear by the time when one spouse passes, the surviving spouse, their pension might, it might, payments end at age 70, or your pension benefit gets reduced by 60% or 50%. This is all information when you come to us the first time, we ask for this information. And that's a question we ask a lot is, do you have a pension? Yes. Do you know what your surviving spouse's benefit is? And usually I get that look like, no, I remember we talked about it, but I don't know what it is. It's important to know. You definitely need to know that. So that was number one, look at your expenses. Number two, think about your home, weighing your finances and your emotions, right? So you need to review whether you want to stay in your current residence or are you going to move to a home requiring less maintenance and upkeep after uh, one year has passed, it can be a difficult decision and most widows choose to stay in the homes that their children grew up in and some of their best memories will always be there. So this is something you want to consider, but you don't want to uh, do that right away. It's a big decision to make and you, I, you can understand that. It also could be a lot of money. Right. So there's driveway needs to be plowed if you live in this upper northeast mm-hmm. like we do. Lawn needs to be cut um, and then you know, just normal things, roofing, things like that. So it's a decision that may need to be made, but not do it right away. You want to do some financial housekeeping. Um, Remember, if you're a married couple, credit card, each of you should at least have a credit card under your name and your own social security number. Because when one spouse passes away, that credit card is no longer in existence. So you don't have that anymore. Uh, So that's very important. I have seen it happen. Uh, with people who've come in. She said, I was married. She never had a credit card in her own name. She was still using her husband's Sears card. And then she, they, they said, you can't use it anymore. He's gone. And she had no credit card. So, so you kind of need them to survive in today's world today. So, And you also want to make sure that um, update ownership of all investments. You want to make sure beneficiaries listed on retirement accounts are correct. If you have aus- assets outside of retirement, Um, you need to go through, you might need to go through probate court. So in order to avoid that, you might want to have a living trust or a transfer on death designation for your beneficiaries after you have taken over your spouse's uh, accounts and such. Um, So that's number three. You want to make sure you do some financial housekeeping. Number four, you want to see if your investments are a comfortable fit right? So things might have changed. So we will re- we can reevaluate your current risk risk in the market. And we use a tool called Riskalyze. And it's also something that we do on an annual basis anyway with our clients, but it's something that you should do as well. See, am I comfortable with the way things are situated? 
Uh, Number five, be especially careful at tax time. Brett covered it, but I'm going to say it again. The year after your spouse passes, you're going to be filing no longer as married filing jointly. So that changes your tax credits, tax deductions. That's a big deal. So want to remind you to to think about that when your spouse passes away. Um, You want to ensure that investments and insurance accounts also have been changed to the surviving spouses again. And tax documents, so things coming in, your 1099s, they might be helpful in confirming whether these assets have been moved. And if an account was missed during the inventory phase, sometimes widows are surprised by the number of open accounts. And these can include investments, bank accounts, again, credit cards. So we have seen this uh, when people come in, not our clients in the beginning. And sometimes before you have a financial advisor, you might have an old 401k somewhere, you might have an IRA somewhere that you've not aware of. Um, I've also seen it with a um, daughter, her mother passed away. And she literally came in with a one of those, um, you know, those legal file those boxes, this is so big, I can't show show the audience what I'm doing with my hands, but a huge box. And there were stocks everywhere. There was accounts here and accounts there. And it was almost like I was playing detective trying to figure out where everything is. So look, whether a loved one has passed battling a disease for a long time or right now, COVID has definitely put the light on this. People are passing away unexpectedly. You don't want that to be the situation. So you're already emotional from having to deal with the passing of a spouse. The next thing you don't want to have to deal with is getting bills that you're not aware of or having money out there that you don't know you have that you might need. So again, you want to look at your expenses. You want to think about your home. You want to do some financial housekeeping. You want to check if your investments are a comfortable fit and be especially careful at tax time. If you're in the situation now or you're a couple and this is something that you've been thinking about, I really encourage you to give us a call, 215-798-9088. You can start with a 15-minute phone call, but we do offer a complimentary review, and this is something that you might want to think about, 215-798-9088. I'm thinking a lot about my father-in-law in this radio show today when he passed away my mother-in-law was not aware of his life insurance policy. Yeah, and needs to be discussed and after everything the, needs to be in place. After the fact, whenever that was, she was actually contacted by the, in, the company who was holding the policy, or she may never, may not have ever claimed right. Uh, claim that. Anyway, good Crazy. stuff, Karen. Thank you so much. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. Just a reminder, starting next weekend, you can enjoy Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, every Saturday morning at 6 and every Sunday morning at 9. And remember, you can get educated on demand by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, Thrive Financial Services, live and local in the Delaware Valley, 215-798-798. 9088 is the phone number. Um, take an endorsement um, from me, and I don't give very many. 
uh, connect with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, uh, or Brett Elam, uh, it's worth that 15-minute conversation 100%, 100 times over. Yeah, so again, we hope we, uh, you know, we continue to deliver good educational information, things that, you know, while you're sitting there with a cup of coffee, you're, you know, you could be taking notes, you're, you're kind of creating your own checklist. We covered a lot today, right? So far, we've really hit some critical, critical points. Um, you know, again, y- you know, the buzz thing for us is taxes. Um, we see, and I think you said it really well, Joe, is you could do all the right things from an investing standpoint, a planning standpoint, but if you overlook the tax component, you can completely derail a retirement, right? And we put, it, it's so tough to watch right now, right? So many people putting in 25, 35, 45 years of work, getting to that age mm-hmm. where retirement looks like it's right within the grasp. And what we've got in front of us is this crazy stock market, right? I mean, I've been doing this 31 years now. I can't tell you a time that there was ever a conversation that, you know, people could get onto some type of a social media platform and go toe-to-toe with the big institutional managers. And I'm not saying good or bad. Mm -hmm. The technology just never existed. And what you now see is there, there, this is unfortunate side of it, is there's a genuine manipulation of the market. Not illegal, Mm -hmm. but it's it's, it's being influenced. So, you know, the traditional ideals that used to go buy a mutual fund and let an investment manager manage that money for you for a period of time and, you know, everything, yeah, it would go through its ups and downs, but, you know, over any 10, 15, 20, 25 year period of time, you know, you end up with a whole lot more than what you started with. I I can remember back when I got started in the business, how excited we were when the Dow Jones 30 went over a thousand points. Now we're at 30,000 points, right? Um, I remember reading a book by a guy uh, named Harry S. Dent. And Harry's an economist. And he wrote a book back in the 90s is when I was reading it um, called The Roaring 2000s. And he was talking about you know how money, uh, you know how markets work, and what segments of the markets are manipulated and influenced by the generation that's in there, and you know all this kind of economical stuff. But the one thing I remember when I was reading it and couldn't even fathom was he said Dow thirty thousand, right? This is like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. The Dow will be at thirty thousand. We all, you know, as in the financial, we're looking at each other, going thirty thousand. You know, what's this guy smoking? But here we are today, twenty twenty one, and the Dow is making record highs. Wow. Now we've been, you know, here's one of the things that I get very often recently is people say that are getting prepared or entered retirement. You know, when the markets went down when COVID first appeared back in March of twenty twenty. I really got a glimpse into what could have happened. Now, we've never seen this type of a snapback in the markets that we saw back, you know, over the past 12 months. 
the market went down so significantly. I think people were ready to jump out of their windows. And then it came roaring back in a very short period of time. And again, is making pretty much new highs frequently. Now, this past week has been kind of interesting, but it's kind of uncommon. Again, my 30 years, I've never seen it like that. It's usually two, three years before we get back to the point that we left previously. So this is kind of unique, but at the same time, getting a glimpse into what it could have been, what if. So I want you to, you know, if you're listening, just want you to take a moment, you know, kind of close your eyes and think about that if we saw that type of a decline in the markets and it stayed there for the next two to three years, what would your mentals be like right now? How confident would you be? I sat down with a guy yesterday, and um, you know we were talking, and he had a really aggressive portfolio, and he's talking about retirement, and um, you know we were just kind of comparing notes on a few things, and he said he had gotten a thirteen hundred percent return on one of the stocks. Now he didn't. He said I got a thirteen hundred percent return on my portfolio. I said, that's, that's good. You should be sitting in my chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, tell me how you do it. I want to do it with you. You know what I mean? And, right. uh, you know, long story short, it's like, you know, I caught a fish this big. First of all, I found out it was like a $5,000 investment, you know, completely speculative in a stock that was like 13 cents originally. I said, well, how'd you do in the rest of the portfolio? And as we dug into that, it was a very, very different story. So, you know, we started talking, and one of the things that came out of his mouth was, I'm thinking about shifting 50%, 50% of my portfolio into safe investments like bonds. And that's kind of historically... Um, bonds have always been, quote, unquote, the flight to safety. So we're going to talk a little bit about bonds. Are bonds safe, right? How, bon- um, how bond funds can actually lose money. And it's important to learn how bonds perform and if they're really a right fit for you. So during bear market situations, um, investors tend to seek out investments that can still have positive returns. You know, things like bonds and bond mutual funds. But since these bonds are fixed income investments, they are associated with stability and safety. But the real question, Joe, but are bonds really a safe investment? Can bonds lose money? What do you think the answer is? The answer? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So you can't just go blindly into the night and think, hey, I'm going to move 50% into my, of my portfolio in bonds, and I'm going to be safe. I'm going to weather these downturns. So let me give you real quick how bonds By the way, work. that was a guess on my part. <laughs> okay. So I guessed right. You but- did guess right, and now you got to stick with it. Yes. That's the important part, right? So now to understand the basics of bonds, you, you got to understand uh, the difference between bond mutual funds or bond index funds and individual bond securities. Big difference, okay? Um, Bond mutual funds are pooled investments that hold bonds, right? So there's a professional money manager. He, she, or their team goes out into the market and pools your money with other investors and buys an inventory of a lot of different bonds, different types of bonds, different maturity dates, Um, All of that. Whereas an individual bond is when you buy, I'll give you an example. Let's say you decide to invest money in a bond such as a 10-year treasury bond. Now, that's the most 
popular bond worldwide, not just here in the U.S. It is the benchmark for what they call fixed income worldwide. So let's say that uh, you put $10,000 to work and that bond hypothetically is paying 2%. It's not, but let's just hypothetically say it is. And um, the price of the bond was $100. So if you have that $10,000 invested, uh, you're getting 2% rate of return. That's $200 of interest that you would get for the next 10 years. And then at the end of the 10 years, you get 100% of your principal back. You get that $10,000 investment back. Does that make sense so far? Okay. So here's the challenge with that. What people tend to forget is that bonds have an inverse relationship to interest rates, meaning interest rates and the direction of those interest rates influence the value of the bond. So if you own a bond, if you own the bond, and you don't hold it to maturity, meaning that 10-year bond, you don't hold it for the full 10 years, if you, de- if you decide to get out of that bond early, interest rates will determine whether there's a premium to that bond, meaning you get more than you paid, or there's a discount to that bond, meaning you get less than you paid. And where that inverse relationship works is as bond interest rates rise, the value of the bond goes down, and just the opposite. As bond prices go, or, or bond interest rates go down, prices tend to rise. So it's easy to get that mixed up. It's easy to misinterpret. And like Brett said earlier, we're in the lowest tax environment we've ever been. We also, up until very, very, very recently, we're in the lowest interest rate environment that we've seen in 40 years. So if you have to think this through real quick, which way do you think bonds are probably going to go? With inflation and everything else, do you think bond interest rates are going to go down or are they going to go up? And the consensus is they're going to go up. So depending on the type of bond, depending on the bond fund that you own and when you purchased it, you could actually end up losing principal value. Now, again, you're thinking it's safe. But you didn't take into consideration how interest rates will impact it. So you can now end up having less money in your principal balance retirement account because interest rates went up. Now, you would think, hey, interest rates going up, that's a pretty darn good thing because I'll now earn more money on my – it's not how it works, okay? unless you open up a new bond. And that's why somebody will not pay you what you paid – if they can go into the market and get a bond at a higher interest rate than you're willing to pay them. So now they're going to offer you a discount versus a premium. So I hope that kind of helps people understand a little bit. Before you make that plunge, I'd really encourage you to give us a call at 215-798-9088. Download our brochure. That's the starting point. It's easy. It's low barrier, right? We're not. You don't have to talk to us. Just go get that brochure at thrivefinancialservices.com. But if you really want to talk about taxes, you want to talk about what happens as a widow, or you want to understand how to make sure you're making the right investment choices, schedule that 15-minute call with us, 215-798-9088. Are you paying too much in taxes in retirement? And I guess as we end the show, Brett, I leave the listening audience uh, with uh, a statement that I've learned from you over the last few years. It's not how much you have. 
It's how much you keep. That's going to do it for Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, and our listening audience today, a really, really great show today. Uh, we thank everybody for listening. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-987-2448, 215-987-2448. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brendy Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania State Registered Investment Advisor, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.